Hey, it's time to tell you about our friends over at Molly's Spirits. Not only do they have the best selection of beer, wine, and spirits, and I've been telling you about that for a while, but they can help make enjoying all of that a fantastic experience. They have recipes posted at mollyspirits.com under the recipes tab, as well as on their blog and videos on the social media. And by the way, following Molly's on Instagram and Facebook is an absolute riot. They come up with some really fun ideas. So give them a follow. And we always like to brag what a fantastic selection Molly's has of all sorts of wines. And we're going to add to that list right now. How about signing up for Molly's Wine Subscription Club, which makes a great gift idea for anybody in your life. And that's year-round. There are two levels to choose from, and you get to pick two reds, two whites, or a mix. You can check it out at mollyspirits.com. You will love what you see at Molly Spirits, a land of adult beverage discovery. Hey, time to tell you about one of our favorite sponsors, Boyer's Coffee. Man, I love Boyer's Coffee. They're locally roasted at 5,280 feet for a smoother taste. And they've been doing it in the Rocky Mountains for over 57 years. Now, that's a Colorado company that has been doing it right since 1965. You can find Boyer's in all of your favorite supermarkets, as well as Sam's Club and Walmart. Or if you want to hop online at boyerscoffee.com, what a treat you will find there from top-selling coffee like Rocky Mountain Thunder and French Vanilla to popular flavors like Amaretto and Butterscotch Toffee. Their selection is a coffee lover's dream. They also have decaf, organic, and Keurig choices as well. You can also have your Boyer's Coffee delivered right to your doorstep if you'd like, so be sure to check out those options at boyerscoffee.com. And if you feel like having a Boyer's Barista whip up a custom drink for you, just check out their coffee food truck and coffee cottage at 73rd in Washington. You'll love that. That's where you can also pick up bags of your favorite Boyer's whole bean coffee. Boyer's Coffee, roasted way up high for the smoothest taste around. This is the Dave Logan Podcast. And welcome to the Dave Logan Podcast. Dave Logan and Julie Brownman. Hope your day is going great. This is podcast number 118. We took last week off. You were out of town. First of all, good to see you. Great to see you. I think sometime, based on the COVID protocols, we're going to be able to resume doing the podcast in person. You know we're like the last two people that are not together, right? Like everybody no, else I, is pretty much I, Oh, I I think I, I think people are starting to meet and all that more, but <laughs> yeah. there still are I mean there's still plenty of businesses that are doing all Zoom stuff and remote stuff and um So, I just went to Dallas last week and um my I, mother's hometown. Okay, I want to ask you about this. Um it still is in the airport. You're wearing masks in the airport and you're masking up on um, planes. the planes, but that is, but I'm it. told, that's going to change soon. Soon, yeah. So, so with, with the planes, yeah, I can see that. Uh, so I was in Dallas for a public information officer conference from mm. government. It was a government deal. How was the weather in Dallas in late February? Or let's see, what was this March? Month? Late March. Amazing. Yeah. I thought, I guess because I'm a native, I just thought everybody in Dallas ran around with big sets and hats and Wrangler. That's not really weather related. That, that would it's be attire not. related. <laughs> it's Okay, the weather was lovely. I didn't know what I thought Dallas was going to be like. I'd been there for a Nuggets game. Dallas just, is a great city. A great city. Yeah. Now listen, why don't you uh, have another PIO meeting or whatever the hell you call it like in mm, August and see how much you like it. It's too hot there, right? It is brutal. Brutal. Yeah. But, but still... Really good people in a great city. It's a great city. So we did on the first day, we went to the JFK Museum. 
yep. and then saw we saw the grassy knoll there's a big x in the street where the shots happened mm. and it was interesting do, do you did you ever talk to your mom about where she was that day because it was for the country it was a big deal but especially in dallas like it changed that city a bit yeah no i i don't remember having that conversation mm-hmm. um we were living in Denver at the time, and I was like, oh, gosh, I don't even know. Nineteen. That was November 22nd, 1963, so I would have been like seven. But Do you remember it all? Uh, I vaguely remember going to school that day and having the teacher come in and tell us that President Kennedy had been shot. And we're like, what does that, you know, what does that mean? I mean, yeah. but it was a... You you always remember that day for sure. And then I remember, uh, you know, watching the TV and, um, I mean, it was a, it was a completely different time. We're talking about almost sixty years ago. Did you know that was the first time I found this out in the museum? The first time um, network programming broke in and did a live fifty nine years ago, I should say. Yeah, oh yeah. The first time. Think yeah. about that. It happens all the time now. That was the yeah. first time. It was continuous. And I think the average American watched like that weekend, like a crazy amount of live TV. Oh, sure. Um, I mean, you remember, and I, I, I don't necessarily think I remember watching it live and, and having those memories, but I've seen clips of Walter Cronkite since mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when he had to announce that President Kennedy had, had uh, in fact, died. He took his glasses off and put the tip of his glasses to his mouth. Um yeah, I mean it was it was nuts. I mean it was just absolutely crazy. The Texas school uh school depository, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got the to building. go to the Oh, you went to We went in where they they block off the window, but you can you can stand at the next window and you can see the view. Wow. Um yeah, you can walk up like the grassy knoll, you can um it's it's very accessible. I don't know. Like if you ever people that happen to Dallas and I get out there, I would highly recommend. It talks about the history at that time and it was it was it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So what did I miss when I was gone? Oh gosh. Um well we we taped this on a Monday a Monday morning and uh, tonight is the national championship game and you being a graduate of the University of Kansas, I already know <laughs> uh like who you're pulling for here, but uh, you have missed some really good college basketball. I thought Saturday's action, the Final Four action, the North Carolina Duke game, I, and I think because of all the storylines involved and Coach K's last game, and the fact that Duke was playing North Carolina, and it's one of the great rivalries uh, in sport. Um, I, I just thought that was about as great a game from a competitive standpoint and how hard kids played and you just I thought three or four times down the stretch oh my gosh I mean somebody's going to lose this game and it's going to be a monumental win and an equally big loss because of who's involved and one guy stepping away from it and the previous time these two teams had met North Carolina went into uh, Duke and um, beat Coach K in his final home game Who at Cameron Indoor. For? I was rooting I, for Duke because of I was K. rooting for Duke as well. I, I I mean, I know there's some people that are probably tired of Mike Krzyzewski. And I mean, man, I don't know him personally. I've never interviewed him. Um, but I've always liked him. And I think he's he's obviously been a great coach. I mean, you don't stay 
you don't stay in coaching. He he has been at Duke for 42 seasons. God. For in a job that you're hired to be fired. Plus he played for Bobby Knight. That in and of itself. Uh he should get some sort of award. I mean, can you imagine playing for Bobby Knight when Bobby Knight was the head coach of Army? Wow. Do you think there was any discipline and structure in oh that my program? God. So, yeah, I was pulling for him. Uh, I think Hubert Davis did a great job. I mean, he Hubert Davis has done something uh, in, you know, we both know Roy Williams a little bit. I was covering uh, when he was the head coach at Kansas. I was doing, um, was it the Big 8 or Big 12 then? It was the Big. No, it was the Big 8. It was the Big 8. Yeah. So I was doing a game every single Saturday. So we would fly around. And when you, the, the few times I had a chance to go in, to uh, Lawrence, you go in the day before, and then you actually watch the home team practice. Why didn't we party? I'm not even sure. I was 18. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> You're not that young. Um, no, but Roy, it was interesting. The first time, um, I'm sitting there courtside watching the practice, and then all of a sudden, one by one, every Kansas player came over extended their hands, shook hands, and introduced themselves. That's right. And I'm like, wow, this is this is pretty impressive. Now, two things. One, it was Roy, for sure. Uh, and I really think he's a great coach or was a great coach. And number two, I think he was smart about it because you're much less likely to say, you know, negative things or be, uh, you know, very – hard in terms of how you critique the game. I think it's human nature. If you've just had that experience the day before the game. So it struck me. But um, but Hubert Davis, back to the point, I think has done something that is remarkable. Roy Williams, a very structured coach, very um, he, he runs certain sets and patterns. And every one of his teams, when he was at Kansas and at North Carolina, played with, um, with a discipline and you rarely saw a Roy Williams team take a lot of bad shots. Well, now this is a different era. And so Hubert Davis, who was a great player for North Carolina years ago, back in the early 90s, I mean, this team is comprised of athletes, but they're not afraid to shoot it. And they're not coming out, right? So they'll, I mean, the love kid, he'll pull up from three-point range, as you saw Saturday night, and hit, they're up by one. I mean, he pulls up from three-point range with uh, whatever, 17, 27 seconds to go, knocks down a three. Now they're up by four, essentially one of the game. I, I would submit that if Roy were the coach at that point, he would not have felt confident enough or free enough to take that shot. And that's not a shot at Roy. I just think it's it's where we are in the college game. Football has changed. How you coach it has changed. I mean, you're, you know, you're, you're, the foundation remains the same, your beliefs, but how you go about it has changed. It's changed in high school, but it's certainly changed in the NCAA basketball. I hope as a Kansas fan that North Carolina is just pooped, that that was their championship game, right? I mean, think about how emotional that was. And so hopefully Kansas has broken my heart before. But Kansas hopefully. is favored to win the game tonight. They're, they're a four point favorite. Yeah. And I think that this is, this is a great opportunity for Bill Self um, to to really find a way to to win what would be, I believe, his second championship. I got to know Bill when he was an assistant coach at Oklahoma State. Uh -huh. With um, I mean, he went to Oklahoma State, so I've known him a long time. Do you like him? Yeah, 
So, I, I mean, I think he's done a great job at Kansas. I know he's been under fire a little bit the last couple of years. Kansas has been under fire. But listen, they're playing for a national championship. So, Speaking of Bill Self, I actually wanted to talk to you about that. <laughs> we're we're going to do it on the air. Um, so you could, there's a, God, I forgot what it's called. But it's a business where like stars, if you pay them a certain amount of money or celebrities. They'll leave of, you like, a voice message. They, uh, a video. So, I mean, like. Drew Goodman does it or Alana Rizzo. There's sports people that do it. And then it gets up to like actors and actresses. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, so it's like, so one of my friends was, uh, her friend was turning 40. So Bill self did it. He, it was like two minutes and he was great. Cause he's kind of charming, right? Like for he's, sure. he's got that gift of gab. Yes. Guess how much he got for just, it, it's two minutes of just basically being like happy birthday, Gina. Uh, I, I would have, I would have no idea, but okay. he is one of the top, College basketball coaches in the in the country, a thousand dollars. No, it was two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars, but it's two minutes of work. So I think you should do that. I, I you know what? Full disclosure, uh-huh. I, I've actually been approached to do that. I can't imagine there would be. I'm, I'm not saying I won't do it. Uh-huh. I, I haven't done it yet. Was it by somebody that we know both know that went to school at KU? Because I was telling her about. it. I was like, Dave should do this. No, you know who it was. It who? was uh, it was by Chris Visser. We got to talk about it. Like Chris Visser. Back, la- like, was it last summer? And it was right before football season started. And honestly, you know, once football season starts, high school football and then the Broncos and all that, I, I don't have enough time. I mean, I have to make, I have to register to use the restroom <laughs> from August through the end of December. So I just didn't have time. But I, but I, 200 bucks, huh? Uh-huh. I don't I'm think I could command you. 200 bucks. I'd probably get 1750, you know? <laughs> And a, a couple of fig newtons. We'll talk about it. Um, so even though I was gone, I did. So I follow now Russell Wilson and Sierra on Instagram. They're very. Say hello to your new quarterback of the Denver Broncos. Well, and I, I think I did send you this in this um, Instagram post. It was a video. And it, oh, it was from um, it wasn't Valentine's Day. It was I don't remember when it was. It Those two looking very good. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, and I got that. They were like kind of dancing and putting their hands all over each other. Yeah. Well, you know, they're married. Well, I know, but they're it... able to do that. <laughs> I just have never like in in Denver, we just have never had You don't think you don't think married couples actually, <laughs> you know, kind of no, co- cozy I, some up. Some don't, and... and I hear about it all the time from my married friends. That's wow, part of the problem. Wow. Really? Well, shame yeah. on them. I mean, it's so you, so you liked the video, you didn't like the video. I Where liked are you the with video. this? I just was like this is a change. To have our, I'm thrilled that Russell Wilson is here. It's just a change in, they're very open about everything. I mean, they're getting it on, dude. Um, that's why I sent it to you. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me go back to my previously uttered comment. You know, they're married. Yes, right? I know, I know. Okay. But you know what I'm saying? And just in everything that they do. Hey, listen, here, here's, here's, let, let me just cut to the chase here. Yeah. Right. Based on the last five years, of offensive play here for the Denver Broncos. No, it's not a problem. I, I would not care if Russell Wilson came out dressed as Catwoman <laughs> and Sierra was Batman. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't. I, I honestly, I wouldn't. Now, I didn't. I, I saw the link you sent me. I didn't watch the whole video, so maybe you know, maybe I need to go back and and find that. But uh, no, I, I'll tell you the biggest difference for me is that the Broncos now have. Uh, a dude at quarterback. I mean, they've got they they not only have a great player at quarterback, mm-hmm. they've got a celebrity 
And, yes, that's the point. And, and he I guess. he's married to another celebrity. I mean, there it's like both of those two are celebrities, like big time celebrities. And so I think it's um I think it's gonna be really a fascinating year. I mean, I care solely about how he plays and you know how he fits in with the rest of the guys. Um and I and I'm sure he'll be fine. I think it's listen, I I mean, I think Bronco fans, I think I can speak for Bronco fans in this regard. They are so starved for an ability to be relevant. And I think when they made that trade for Russell Wilson, I mean the Broncos became relevant instantly. And I think you'll see this year we talked about it I think a couple of podcasts ago, but last year they had one. They had one nationally televised game. That was a Thursday night game in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, Thursday night in Cleveland. This year, I think they'll have five. And I believe five is the most you can have. It would not surprise me. I know a lot of people are talking about the Rams uh, and the potential of them opening at home on that first Thursday night to open the 2022 season. And normally... The Rams and Broncos? No. Well, some people think it'll be the Broncos. Normally, the NFL does open at the home of the previous year's Super Bowl champion. So that would make sense for the Rams. But to me, I I don't... See, I don't know if if the Broncos would be... um, They'd be certainly... And they do play the Rams. But I think it would be more likely that the Broncos open that first weekend in Seattle. Wow. Taking Russell Wilson back to the 12s. And can you imagine that there that w- there would be some, you know, there would be some drama. Yeah. So I heard, that, it was a couple weeks ago, we didn't talk about it, that Pete Carroll, I think it was interviewed and said that they've been working on this for a couple years. Like, just not as hardcore as they did at the Combine, but this has been a conversation um, for a long time, which I thought was interesting because you think things change in sports and but i guess this has been a a long time coming i think i think i I don't know if it's a couple of years i'm not sure how long it's been worked on yeah but i'm sure they have to look ahead yeah um you know once the quarterback market really took off when you think back to patrick mahomes and the deal he signed he signed a half billion dollar contract at that point if you have a quarterback under contract that is a great great player You've got to start thinking, okay, you know, how many more years does he have? And then how much money are we going to have to pay to, to keep this guy? So I, th- I think it was that. I, I do think that um, – I think Russell looked at his situation in Seattle. He's playing for a really good head coach, but he's playing for a head coach that loves to run the ball and not, not, uh, not put his defense in a bad position. And, you know, I think Russell Wilson – thinks he can have a bigger role in a successful offense than what he was allowed to have in Seattle. So now entered Nathaniel Hackett and a brand new coaching staff. And, you know, what, what, what can they come up with to, to, uh, to make sure that something like that, that happens. Fascinating. Did, did you see on social media when there was a fire, that fire at um, Powerfield and they, somebody inserted, um, Pete, Pete Carroll. Carroll, yeah, with a gas can, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I think both of them have handled it about as well as they could. They've both taken the high road, right? Um, 
and so I, I, I can't imagine, you know, I got a chance, as I told you, to go out to Wilson's uh, first press conference, and I thought he was great, so polished, um, and then got a chance to interview him one-on-one. And, um, Did he call you Dave? All really good people that are interviewed put the first name in. I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he did or did not, but I do remember shaking his hand. Now, big? for people that are listening to the podcast that are following the draft, and we'll get into the draft. It's coming up here you know, at the end of this month. But you know, from a quarterback's hand size perspective, that is a big deal. Right? How big is the quarterback's hand? And they say, can he pick it? The uh, Pittsburgh quarterback, who was a first round, who will be a first round pick, his his hand size is like eight and five eighths, which would be the smallest of any starting quarterback. What's so your hand size? My hand size, and they measured it in the studio. So you measure it from the tip of your thumb. You spread your hands, fingers as far as you can, the tip of your thumb across your hand to the tip of your little finger. Mm-hmm. And my hand size is eleven, which oh. would be bigger than any quarterback in the league. When I shook. Russell Wilson's hand, mm-hmm. and this dude is like five, it, maybe eleven, maybe. I mean, he's thick, but he's he's not real tall. He's got. When I shook his hand, I'm like, he's got hands like I do. What? Well, then, right? Then you read <laughs> Russell Wilson's hand measurement was ten and five eighths. Mine's eleven. So he's, he's got claws. He's got big, like thick farmer hands like he's worked you know worked uh with a pick and shovel coming in from the north 40 come on in and get some beans and grab yourself a cold glass of water let's get back i mean he's got big thick hands for for a for a young guy his his stature which is good because you tend not to fumble the ball much okay so i was going to ask you you hear so much like around the combine and the draft about that is it as big a deal as people make it out to be i mean i think it's a big deal uh, in that you, you don't want your quarterback to have hands where he's susceptible to fumbling the ball, right? I mean, weather dictates that. Uh, guys with the strength and speed on defense, and they try to knock the ball away. I mean, you want a guy that has the ball in the pocket and can control the ball. But it's not, I mean, to me, it's just one of the things, and it would not be at the top uh, three or four of my list. I did see that while I was gone, I believe that Peyton Manning came out uh, I think he was getting, he's promoting a, a bourbon, a new bourbon, apparently. And so he got interviewed and uh, he was talking about that he had taught, he's been talking to Russell Wilson a few times, which is not surprising. If you're Russell Wilson, you, that's like the first guy. Yeah, right? it's who that, you reach out. And and he was great out. in the press conference because he alluded to that. Russell alluded to the fact that he had called Peyton. He also said that he had uh, met Elway and, and talked with Elway. But yeah, I, I think... Um, I I, th- I believe that uh, Russell and Peyton um, were having conversations maybe even before the, the end of last season. So not necessarily Peyton saying, hey, you ought to come to Denver. <clears throat> but I think Peyton has been a really good source for quarterbacks to bounce things off of, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he's accessible. Everybody has his number. You can call him up and say, hey, I'm having this, this, and this. What do you think? And I mean, I can't think of a lot of better people to have that conversation with the Peyton Manning. They're going to get compared just because they're, they're the similar circumstances of being a kind of a big time name coming to this as their second act. Peyton Manning, though, had had more talent. Wouldn't you agree, especially defensively? You can't. You, 
Um, it's not going to be an even comparison as to what they do with the teams, right? Because well, yeah, it's different. I mean, Peyton, Peyton was so compromised physically mm-hmm. that even though everybody was excited, including me, you know, I don't think anybody realized what what kind of shape he was in physically. He couldn't he couldn't even throw a ball ten yards when the Broncos made that deal. So credit to him and the medical staff and the trainers and everybody and the hard work Peyton put in to get himself back to where he could throw. But he was compromised physically. Wilson Wilson is not. Now in terms of the defense that you know Peyton came to here, I mean they built that thing um in the next couple of years. I'm just trying to think as opposed to what Wilson will inherit here. I, you and I have talked about this. I, I did not think it was necessarily a great defense last year. They were great in terms of giving up points. They were a top, uh, I think even a top five points per game allowed. But they didn't create turnovers. They didn't come up with big plays. Uh, you have to be able to do that at any level of football. And the Bronco defense did not do that last year. So, I mean, they've added some pieces, right? They've added, um, they've added Randy Gregory for one, even though he's got, he's going to have uh, uh, surgery in his shoulder. I think he's going to, he's going to be, they're thinking he's going to be okay for camp. And there, there was this narrative out there that the Broncos didn't know about the injury. That is, that's, you know, you can say whatever you want to, right? You can do, you, you can, Create your own narrative. I'm telling you, the Broncos did know about that. They had every opportunity to void his contract and chose not to, which tells me they and their doctors feel pretty damn secure that we'll get this fixed and you, you'll be able to play. Who was the running backs for when Peyton was here? I cannot remember because I can't remember what I had for breakfast. Well, there was, uh, I mean, for breakfast today, I had oatmeal. Did you? You always have oatmeal, oatmeal don't you? and a little fruit. I don't always have oatmeal, but it's it's Sunday actually, and we're doing this Sunday because we're well Sunday to you, but it's Monday morning to me. Oh, are you still on Dallas time? I'm still on Dallas time. Um. Anyway, um. Okay. Well, I'll still have brunch. Um. I just can't remember the the running backs. Yeah. Well, you had uh, you had Ronnie Hillman. Okay. You had C.J. Anderson. Okay. So. So. So does Russell Wilson have a better set of right now a better set of running backs? Well, Russell Wilson has Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, right? Well, Melvin Gordon's a free agent, right. so I I I would be I would be surprised. I think listen, I I like Melvin Gordon. I think Melvin is a good player, uh, but I think he's going to command too much money for the Broncos. So I, I my guess is he's going to play elsewhere. Okay, but you still have Javante Williams, and by all accounts, and I would tend to agree with this. I mean, I think this kid is going to have a bust-out season. He is very difficult to get on the ground. And, I mean, I think he's a 1,000-yard rusher and maybe even a couple of extra 100 yards in that total. Hmm. Okay. Uh, before I let you go, on a Monday, we didn't get to talk about this. Did you I guys know- go out drinking in Dallas for the week you were down there? Uh, we had a barbecue a lot. It really wasn't about drinking. It is it good was- barbecue Oh, down there. my God. Yeah, right. We had a rib. One of my friends got a rib. It was a huge rib. It was $44. For one rib? One rib. Now, it was amazing. But it was like a crazy amount of meat. But it was one rib. Wait. One rib of meat was $44. How many yeah, people could eat it? Um, well, he's a bigger guy. And then we ate a little bit of his. Okay. It was about the barbecue. I got to tell you. Okay. What we didn't talk about. 
and I actually saw this live when I was out there and I know everybody's been talking about it, but I was curious your perspective was the Oscars. And, oh yeah. Um, did you see that live? I did not. I'm not a huge fan of the Oscars. Uh, if it's on the TV as I'm walking by, I may look, you know, but I, it's not uh must see TV. I used okay. to watch the Oscars quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I just lost interest. Okay. So what did you, but when you well, saw it. Well, when I saw it, it. Yeah. Well, I think I was like a lot of people when I first saw it, I'm like, okay, that's not real. That can't, that can't possibly <laughs> right. be real. So, you know, I went into it thinking, okay, this can't possibly be real. So I'm looking for signs for evidence as, as to find something that would corroborate my initial idea that this can't be real. But the, I mean, I ran it back and forth and back and forth. And the more I watched it, I'm like, this is totally real. Yeah. This totally happened. Um, your question was, what were my, what were my thoughts on that? You can't do that. No. I mean, if you're Will Smith, and I, I mean, Will Smith's one of my favorite actors. I think he's so versatile. You know, he's done serious roles. He's got a really good sense of timing. I mean, the Bad Boys. Uh, I mean that that property's Black, been just great, right? With Martin Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Um, but, dude, you can't you you can't do that. You can't just walk up and like like barn swatch a dude across the face but apparently you can well that's i mean credit to chris rock i know a lot of people have said hey you know what if that happened to me um you're gonna get tackled from behind and probably probably that's what i would have done too after yes credit to chris rock for not doing anything he he kept that thing at least with one wheel on the track and then got it back on and they were able to continue because that that could have gone like, can you imagine if Chris Rock would have said, oh, hell no, and then tackled Will Smith and then you'd have had to have people come separate him and then somebody would have said, go to commercial, go to commercial. <laughs> and then, you know, then, then, you'd, wow. then, then you would have had to have somebody else step in to be the host of which I would guess nobody has practiced that so we're not sure where we're that could have been a disaster. Amy Schumer would have to come out and want a Sykes and the other woman. Right? Have, yes. And just yeah, I yeah, just I mean I, I, I'm a little like I, I just thought, you know, comedians I'm sure I, I think it spoke what Will Smith did to me, looking back at it, spoke to his relationship with his wife, Jada, and some of the issues there much more strongly than um than anything that he did. And I think that, I mean, if you look at, go back and look at it, when Rock's uh, initial joke, and it really, okay, yeah, I, you know, it wasn't, I mean, maybe it wasn't funny to somebody who has alopecia, but it wasn't like completely like over the line, like, oh my God, I can't believe he just said that. Will Smith is chuckling until he sort of glances over and sees his wife's response. Then all of a sudden, so I, you know, I think there's a lot going on there. Uh, obviously, over the years, if you followed those two, mm-hmm. you know that there's a lot going on there. And so, I, you know, whatever. But you can't. You just cannot do what he did. Well, I thought the that, and then he gets um, the another. He wins an Oscar, and then everybody's standing up, giving a standing ovation. Like yeah. if they, everybody had to do it all over again, I think it would have been very different. I, I said on the air. Um, when Al and I were talking about this, I said, honestly, given where our country is right now, the only positive thing that I can think 
um, that, that uh, out of that situation was Chris Rock, either one of them was not a white dude. Oof, I didn't even think about I that. I mean, if, if Chris Rock were a white dude, then I think, you know, some people would look at it completely different. If, if Will Smith were a white actor, I think people would look at it completely different. Right, so we know we know that this was not racially motivated, which I got to be honest about. I'm thankful for because we've seen, you know, we've seen too many incidents uh, in the past year or two years that that uh, sort of turn your stomach. But it was, you know, the bottom line. You asked the question, Will Smith, and I still like the dude. I think he's a really talented actor, and I'm not ready to say I'm never watching a Will Smith movie. I'm just not ready to say that, but I am ready to say. You just can't do that. I mean, he's totally wrong, should not have done it. And he and he's very lucky that Chris Rock took the high road and otherwise it could have gotten real bad. I mean, you could press charges. There's a whole oh, bunch yeah. of things that could happen, right? You can't you can't assault somebody and you sure can't assault somebody on live TV. It this is stupid. Yeah. That was kind of crazy. Uh, so we're going to be talking, start talking about the draft in our upcoming draft coming up uh, later this month. Uh-huh. Broncos have uh, no first round pick, but they have a two and two threes. Okay, and I think two fours. So they've got enough in the in the early mid rounds that they'll they'll be able to stockpile kind of what they're looking for. They got to do something about the tight end spot. We can talk yeah. about that next week. Okay. No fan, no more. So right. okay. um, we'll see. Albert, right. can you can you pronounce Albert's last name? Alberto. Yeah. Okay, Oka, but no. Yeah, that's right. Okay, <laughs> Okay, David. I'll talk to you next week. Arbol. Bye. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is pulling you in the center of the action with endless ways to make it rain this week. Sports betting has never been this convenient. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from anywhere the app is available. And if you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new players a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code LOGAN, my last name. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your favorite players they really do it all check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day this week to cash in on their daily odds boosts new boosts are posted every single day for all the biggest sporting events DraftKings is safe reliable and secure it's really easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money whenever you want to download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now use promo code Logan L-O-G-A-N when you sign up and get up to $1,000 that's code Logan to get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.